Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The return this week at a college well, it wasn't just the football part of it. Obviously, it was the part of the fact that we actually had fans in the stands, like full capacity crowds this weekend. And I don't know what people's comfort level is with that. Obviously, the people that are at the games are probably okay with it. <laughs> um, but it is wild to see after the last year plus that we've had to see that many people at a sporting event. I've actually been working in New York at the U.S. Open, and there's been big crowds here. There was like 53,000 on the first day. And it takes some getting used to. I'm telling. I mean, it's a little weird. It's a little weird to be around that many people again. But um, you know, it's just, it's just you got to deal with it and find your own space when you're outside. It's tough in stadiums, though. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'd want to be crammed in that close. I mean, the beauty of um, doing a tennis thing is, you know, most of this stuff is outside, and you can kind of get away from people. The people really like to walk up on you these days. I don't know what that's all about. I'm not really ready for that. But anyhow. Um, it was uh, pretty wild seeing Camp Randall um, over the weekend with the jump around going on at Wisconsin. Obviously, last night at Notre Dame, or in the Notre Dame game at Florida State with the fans packed in there, you know, trying to honor Bobby Bowden and just a horrific end for Florida State after a nice comeback. Although, you know, I will say if you want to look for like the, the symmetry of the Bobby Bowden here at Florida State, sadly, some of it, despite all the successes, are remembered for his field goal kickers failing him. So in a sense, that kind of made sense last night, I guess, with Fitzgerald yakking a 37-yarder uh, in the uh, first part of overtime that obviously Notre Dame able to uh, win it. But he, of course, made the kick to get them into overtime. So I don't know. And look, you know, I, I get it. People hate, 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 hate. Uh, Florida State's coach, and that and that's fine. I mean, whatever. But the fact that he called timeout, there's nothing wrong with he, he he called the timeout to get the call corrected. The kid drills the kick, okay. However, I don't know if he would have drilled it had he known it didn't had he known it counted. It was like one of those practice kicks. They always tell the kickers to do that when they blow it dead. I mean, it was clearly the right call. They should have been up on the inside the twenty. And it should have made it a much easier kick, but you know he still he still yacked it. But um, you know that that's a tough one. I mean, clearly he was doing the right thing by asking for them to look at the replay. You know, Mike Norvell did the right thing, but it just um, obviously didn't work out well. But yet he's the least he's the least criticized of the two coaches last night because everybody's ripping into Brian Kelly for his uh, old school John McKay comment about his team being executed. Uh, that he was all for it, but anyway, uh, that's that's a whole different stupid topic. But not real impressive from Florida, from uh, excuse me, from the Notre Dame side of it for a team that's obviously got national championship aspirations, or at least they'll get in it and get run out as they often do. Um, but a cool story last night, you know, if you follow college football, you don't, of course, if you saw the game, you know what I'm talking about—the McKenzie McDonald or McKenzie Milton, excuse me, 
coming in there off the bench, UCF kid. He had this horrific. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it's an Alex Smith type injury, but it was like one of those ones where they're like, you could lose your leg. You know, I don't know if his life was ever in danger like Alex Smith was, but I mean, he had an artery and nerve damage, dislocated kneecap, all that stuff. Transfers. This is like 2018 at UCF. He ends up transferring to Florida State for a chance to play. And, you know, obviously he wasn't the name, the starter immediately. Uh, but last night comes in the game and, you know, first snap since 2018 and it's crazy. And they're showing his parents, his mom's like balling in the stands. I mean, it's crazy. He comes in for Jordan Travis, who basically had to go in just because he lost his helmet for a play. But then they just let Milton finish the game out and he played really well, uh, all things considered. Although you could see where if he played an extended period of time, it might be a little dangerous for him because – you know, they bum-rushed him a couple times last night. Notre Dame got a serious blitz on him, and he kind of just, just folded, uh, one of which was that play where they thought it was initially ruled a fumble, and he recovered it, and then they figured it out, which was the obvious call, which it was an incomplete pass by the rule, although, you know, you could also argue with that rule, whether that's the right call or not, or should be that way, but that's the way the rule is written, so it was the correct call, and, of course, the kicker still yaks it, and it was kind of a disappointing end. But it was cool to see college football. Uh, hopefully nobody gets COVID out of it in the stands. Um, <laughs> although at this point, you would think the cycle has run its course in that state. Um, so over the weekend, Tom Brady finally uh, revealed that he actually had COVID after that Buccaneers parade last year that everybody watched and was, for the most part, like, yeah, this doesn't seem like a really good idea at the time. And it turns out he got COVID from that. So um, a lot of COVID cases throughout the NFL already. You got the Cowboys um, losing Zach Martin for week one. At least that's what they're saying. Um, although I guess Bruce Arians made up a great point, made a great point the other day. The Buccaneers coach who played the Cowboys on Thursday said he could still get two negatives and be okay. But uh, I don't know. The Cowboys seem to have ruled him out already. At least that's the reporting. I don't know if that's 100 to 100, but that's what it looks like. It's a big deal if he's out um, because obviously a huge part of their offensive line a lot. One of their run plays is Ezekiel Elliott pointed out yesterday, go behind him. So anyway, as we uh, try to move, maneuver sports back into uh, the Delta variant, hopefully uh, the college football weekend will, will not prove to be super spreader events because it was fun to watch. I mean, it was great. It's cool watching, you know, cool see the Terps get off to a good start. I mean, that's a good win over West Virginia. Um, that, you know, you, you know, it's going to be tough in conference for them as it often is. We've been hearing about all these talented recruiting classes and, you know, Tailua Tungavailoa, you know, he was at Alabama not too long ago. So it was great to see him get off to a good start and you know, shred up West Virginia. I don't know, you know, really what West Virginia was supposed to be this year. I believe they were, you know, the bottom half of their conference or what's left of their conference in the Big 12. You know, nobody was picking Maryland to do much on their side of the Big East, or excuse me, the Big 10. So it was a good win for them. I mean, that was quality win hopefully they can you know stack some together and you know good for them for playing a real team the first weekend too you know, some of these games you see these horrific uh you know kind of like preseason games early going for these teams that are bigger conferences that's kind of their attitude about it you know that they they can do that but you know maryland that's that's a good they used to be a good rivalry playing west virginia and it was good to see them back on the schedule nice win and tongue of i mean three tds you know 300 plus yards you know, Fleet Davis can run. They always seem to have running backs. They always seem to have receivers. You know, uh, Demas Jr. was a big game for the Terps, over 100 yards receiving, touchdown. I mean, they they always have skill position guys. You know, it's just 
can their defense hold it, the offensive line hold it for the whole season? Um, you know, they played smart football on Saturday and turned the ball over. West Virginia kept shooting themselves in the foot with the turnovers. So good start for Maryland. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that later on. 8 o'clock hour, Patrick Stevens is going to join us to go through all the college football. Hokies with a big win on Friday night over overrated North Carolina. And this happens every year. You know, it's not surprising with teams, you know, people are going to call Notre Dame overrated, but they survive, so that's all that matters. But you get these teams that get a lot of, a lot of juice going into the season and they come out and lay an egg. And, you know, it, it happens, especially if you're playing, you know, conference games right away. And, and some of these, I respect the fact that the ACC is making these guys play some, play some teams right away. I mean, Maryland's going to get their, you know, their lighter game next week against Howard, but it was good to see they had a tough out-of-conference game and get, you know, a challenging one, West Virginia, and got it. And then they're, you know, into the Big Ten by week three. Then they've got, I think they got one more out-of-conference with, like, Kent, and then it's then it's all Big Ten after that. And that's when they're, we're going to figure out if they're, they are improved and if they are, you know, able to uh, be good enough to get to a bowl. But long season of college football ahead, and – you know, it's just fun to see it get started and, you know, all the overreactions, you know, LSU losing to UCLA and all those things. And we'll, you know, we'll dive into all that later, Patrick Stevens. And it was, it was kind of a bad weekend for the ACC, not kind of a bad weekend. It was a bad weekend for the ACC on the football side of it with um, some of the losses that they had already, um, you know, Charlotte beating Duke. I mean, again, Carolina was highly ranked, but I guess you could also look at it like, hey, maybe Virginia Tech's better than that. But Miami got embarrassed, not surprisingly, by Alabama. You know, Georgia, Georgia kept Clemson out of the end zone. I mean, I didn't, you know, I knew it was going to be different without Trevor Lawrence, but do you think they wouldn't score a touchdown against Georgia? I mean, that's that's pretty rough, uh, a rough way to get started. So we'll uh, we'll dive into some of these things with Patrick. See if it's you know, North, I, I know there's one more. Northern Illinois beat Georgia Tech. That was the other one. That was. Uh, Kind of bad for the ACC, needless to say. So, you know, early on, some of these conferences, you know, who played the cup. The worst part is if you play the cupcake game, so to speak, or the easier game, and you lose, uh, that's that's never good. But, hey, Wake did beat Old Dominion, so there you go. So they did have that going for him. Congratulations. You beat a school that didn't play football for a year. How do I know the scores? Because I went there. All right, um, we'll get to uh, some other things coming up with the uh, NFL. There's, there's a big uh, couple days here. Well, today, more so Wednesday more so than today for uh, Washington football, if you're following the Curtis Samuel watch, the um, prized wide receiver of the team. Got the offseason. It was really yet to practice with the team, practicing on the side. Uh, you know, Today, the practice reports have to be released, I believe, uh, for the start of the week, so you'll find out if he's actually on the field because this is now the time of the year where uh, they give the media about 20 minutes of stretching and team drills, and they say, get on out of here. We'll talk to you after practice, and we'll tell you what we want to tell you about what happened here today. So that's um, something to keep our eyes on, really more so Wednesday, the big day for him as they try to ramp up uh, and play some football. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that as well. Uh, Scott Jackson in on Sports Junkies, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. If you are up early, bless you uh, for doing so. We will uh, get to some more of the weekend that was the start of Labor Day weekend, because really it's not over yet. Enjoy it while you can as we continue here this morning on 106.7 The Fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back. It is Sports Junkies without the Sports Junkies today. Happy Labor Day to you. If you're enjoying the day off, you wouldn't be listening. Um, Scott Jackson here with you. We're here till about 10. And Nats baseball this afternoon, 105. We'll um, have that for you against the Mets. The end of this five-game series. Yeah, the five-game series. Of course, they had to resume a game that was um, stopped, you know, Way back when they finished that one one day, so that's part of it. Um, you know, the Nats have, have kind of single handedly helped some of these teams get back in the race. First, the Phillies, actually, before that was the Braves, Phillies, now the uh, Mets, who are suddenly back alive. I drive by the Mets Stadium for the last week plus every day because um, working up at the US Open, the um, USDA Tennis Center, the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center, I should say, is right next to um, the Mets. It was sad the Nats were here the first part of last week, I guess it was, and I could see the scores. I could hear the roars, but I couldn't see the game. It was kind of frustrating. Anyhow, um, yesterday, you know, typical Nats, they come back, they, you know, they don't give up, but then, you know, in the end, just the bullpen's disaster. Starting pitching wasn't very good yesterday either. As, uh, Josiah Gray had his shortest outing as a pro, just three innings. Uh, today, Patrick Corbin on the mound, whew, uh, who has, um, say, struggled lately, is somewhat of an understatement, uh, especially at home. I think I saw that it's 0 for 5 since July 1st. ERA over 9, and that's just the home starts. On the season, 6.26 ERA. And they have dropped 8 of 9. Yeah. Anyway, Josh Bell did it his 24th yesterday for the Nats. So, anyhow, we're 105 today. Hopefully a good day for baseball in terms of the weather. Yesterday, not so good. That was a sneaky bad day yesterday. I wasn't uh, expecting that either because it was supposed to, you know, 
Probably long-range forecasts and weather apps. They're never correct, you know, until you get right up on it. Anyhow, um, so I was goofing around because this is what people do now, you know, now that gambling is outside of, like, the dark and, you know, in the back rooms and you don't have to use the pay phone. I'm really dating myself here to call your bookie anymore, um, you know, because these things. We used to say, hey, if you're in Vegas, man, do the, you know, those stupid stuff. We used to say on sports radio. But now, no, just get your phone out, you know. If you don't gamble, we want you to gamble. Uh, you know the deal. You know the drill. You've seen enough and heard enough of these commercials. But I did think it was interesting because uh, it is telling. You do learn some things, whether you care about actually wagering on it or not, about what the folks out in the desert, uh, as the legendary Brent Musburger would say, are thinking about these teams and where the public money goes and and that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean it's correct. Doesn't mean any of that. But it does tell you some stuff. Does it tell you, you know, anything good? No. But I but I think it, sometimes it can. When it comes to the NFC East, I think it's pretty it's pretty telling about where the division is, what the perception of it is, and what maybe the reality would be if you know. Again, injuries change everything, as we found out last year. Um, in this division with the Cowboys, obviously the Giants felt it early when they lost Saquon Barkley. Dallas did when they lost Dak Prescott. Eagles quarterback uh, got injured, and then his coach ended up hating him. So we saw all that stuff uh, happen as well. So what they have this year for the totals, the win totals, and I guess this is – I was told the, the money has gone in on Washington as of late in – now, they are up to eight and a half wins. And remember, this is a 17-game season now. So I don't know how you go eight and a half and 16 and a half, but I guess that's what they would be. No, but obviously that's not true. But So eight, you know, you got to like them to win nine games if you want to go over, um, eight or less if you want to go under. It's kind of an interesting number because that's the kind of line in the middle. Nobody seems to think they're going to be terrible, but nobody eight or less if you want to go under. It's kind of an interesting number because that's the kind of line in the middle. Nobody seems to think they're going to be terrible, but nobody's really sold on them being great uh, in terms of um, what people are thinking at this point. Now, the margin for error is very thin in the NFC East because they have the Cowboys at nine. They're the, the most win total there in the NFC East. Washington, eight and a half. Giants, just seven. That's not that far off. I could go either way. Talk to... Um, Last week on this show, one of my friends that works in New York, Dave Rothenberg, does a morning show for ESPN, saying that he thinks that they could be a six-win team <laughs> or a nine-win team. Their offensive line's not very good. Nobody seems to trust Daniel Jones. Um, this is weird for us because we see Daniel Jones you know, light up the Washington football team all the time. Um, so that's kind of weird when they're like talking bragging on Daniel Jones, but we're like, well, wait, wait a minute. So is he only played well against this team? And, and that's pretty much what I get. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much against Washington and everybody else, not so much. So they don't trust their quarterback. They also don't, um, like their offensive line. They hate their general manager who apparently could be fired. All these things going on with the Giants. So they're at seven. And, you know, they have a good defense. I mean, I was saying, I mean they, were, they had a really solid defense. They don't get the fanfare of the defense here, but that was a solid defensive team last season that Joe Judge has uh, put together uh, in his first year. Uh, Eagles, six and a half. To me, they're the, uh, the team that could, you know, it's kind of the wild card because who, who knows what you're going to get when Jalen Hurts' his first real year as a starter. He played some last year, but he was not – I don't know. You, you still need to see more from him to know one way or the other which way that's going to go. 
So that's and it also concerns me that you always see these whispers that the Eagles would want to give up draft stock for Deshaun Watson, knowing his situation, which I find interesting. So anyway, so the vibe I get from the desert is they think this division a is not going to be particularly good when they don't think anybody's a double digit winner and B that it's going to be very close. It could go either way. It could teeter totter either direction. Um, as far as the totals go. And, you know, if you look at, if you look at these schedules for whatever that means, and I'm, I'm not a big scheduled person, but they do get the short end of the division matchups. It appears. I mean, Washington gets a lot of quality, quality quarterbacks, um, you know, throughout the season. And of course, week one with, with Justin Herbert right out of the gates, who was the offensive rookie of the year last year, despite not starting every single game because he obviously didn't start till week two because of that weird situation with Tyrod Taylor and his punctured lung right before kickoff. So guy had zero preseason last year, you know, zero preseason games, you know, he wasn't the starter and then came in and balled out. So the fact that they haven't played anybody in the preseason doesn't really, doesn't really concern me, although they do have a brand new coach, they do have brand new coordinators. So I guess that is interesting on their part, but they were just one of these teams that has been snake bit by injuries and just, you know, they just can't seem to keep guys in the field of his last several years. Derwin James being first and foremost, the safety who a lot of Washington football fans wanted to see come off the board when uh, this team selected a few years back and instead, you know, obviously got to Ron Payne, but Derwin James is a, is a badass safety and you know the fact that he hasn't been on the field has definitely impacted their defense. And their offense has a lot has dealt with injuries with um, their running backs, their receivers go in and out. And Mike Williams is always, you know, like every week it's like he's on the questionable side of the injury report. It feels like even though he's big bat, big receiver who can make plays downfield, but they just they always seem to have these problems. And Hunter Henry used to always be injured. Of course, he's now the Patriots' injury problem. So, you know, week one. As much as we lament here, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Fitzpatrick and the offense. Man, they should have played more and all that stuff. And I don't disagree with those arguments because I think they could have played a little bit more. You know, they are healthy outside of Samuel at this point. You know, we'll see what happens with that this week, as I talked about earlier. But at least they got some work in. They got some work in. But, you know, San Diego, or excuse me, Los An- the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, they got none of that. I mean, and again, first-year coach and all that is interesting. And I don't totally disagree with it because there's there's arguments to be made for each. There's nothing more frustrating than the year, you know, this team and, you know, Jordan Reed, he took one extra snap and got knocked out of that game against the Falcons and then ended his career here, basically. I mean, another concussion. I mean, just goes out, bam. You know, one extra play, and that's all it takes. You know, you see that with the Ravens when they were here. The Dobbins, you know, you can say, well, hey, you know, Harbaugh, he goes, they go hard no matter what. And that's fine. And I, I, I agree with that. I like their mentality. And they're probably going to be, you know, it sucks they lost J.K. Dobbins, but I, I guarantee you they'll still run the crap out of the football this year and be really good at it. But that's that's hard, man. When you lose guys in these games that mean nothing, they don't people don't get paid, you know, their full checks. The players, they don't get game checks for these things like they do in the regular season. This, that's a tough one. And now with the 17-game grind of a season, regular season games, you know, we're probably going to see less and less of this, you know, need for preseason. And we saw it last year. I mean, they didn't need a preseason. They played. And you could say it took some teams some time to find the rhythm. You say that even when we had preseason. 
Hell, they used to play six of these stupid games. So I get it. I mean, I'm not mad at these coaches who totally hide the guys. I mean, I, I do think you can look at it as a good way to evaluate, though, and a good way to you know, get a rhythm for your guys. And you have new people in particular. And you just hope to God you don't have anybody hurt. But I, I not if I was a Charger fan, I would be pissed at Brandon Staley for for not uh, letting his guys go. Now that being said, they you know they can't go out and lay an egg the first two weeks of the season, or they're going to get buried for playing it that way. And Brandon Staley's interesting. He was at James Madison. He was like the D coordinator of James Madison not that long ago. This guy, I mean, you talk about a rocket ship of a career suddenly. He did a great job with the Chargers, or excuse me, the Rams defense last year. He literally had to like move locker rooms, you know, from from the job he had last year. He was one year with the with the Rams as the coordinator. I mean, that's crazy, absolutely crazy. And this is what pisses people off too. They don't see equity in the coaching ranks in the NFL. I mean, this guy, he was the JMU line coach or linebackers coach and coordinator in 2014. Then he was at John Carroll for two years, Bears for two years. Broncos one year, one year as an NFL coordinator and a head coach. Now, they're going to look either really smart or really stupid. I mean, he's only 38, you know, hey, good for him. But, man, I mean, and again, they, he wasn't the coach last year, and this wasn't the staff that got this team ready and Herbert ready without any preseason. So he's either going to look, like I said, real smart or people are going to be all up in arms. But again, what does that mean in LA when you're the fifth team or whatever they are in the pro sports, you know, in the pro sports rankings there, where, where, where do they rank? They're, they're down the pecking order. I mean, everything's of course going to be the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Lakers <laughs> and somewhere, you know, the Rams are in there somewhere and maybe the Clippers, maybe, I don't know if the Clippers are of the Rams. And then somewhere down there, you'd, you would have, you would have the Chargers. I would say they're ahead of the Angels. How about that? Who aren't really an LA team. So we'll get we'll give them that. So I don't know. But Brandon Staley, you know, either real smart or way too conservative. We'll uh, we'll have a better idea probably a week from today after we dissect the uh, the Washington Chargers game. A little bit less than that. I don't know. I would have liked to seen for on the Washington side, I would have liked to seen at least a half or close to a half in that last game against a really good Ravens. Defense and yeah, Ravens team that you know game plans for the preseason and all that stuff. I mean, just just to give you a better barometer, but you know they didn't want to show some things, and they didn't show anything. I mean, they were very vanilla. People were freaking out about the red zone offense. This is fine. They're not running plays set up for the particular defenses they were playing, and you could say the same about the teams they were playing, with the exception of the Ravens, who actually do in fact plan game plan for preseason. That's that's how they roll, and that's you know. They're just trying to get. They're using those games, as, you know, for the coaches too. It's not just for the players. For the coaches to get ready for the season as well. This is what you're going to do in the regular season. So why not do it out here in one of these games with that has absolutely zero impact on how the uh, how your season turns out. But you know, use it use it to get ready. You practice like you play. Somebody said, and then everybody stuck it on a t-shirt and, and, and bought into it. All right. 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Um, couple other NFL items to get to. We'll get to the Cowboys uh, issues and uh, whether or not there is a path for a Zach Martin to play on Thursday. That's kind of important. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had some pretty strong words about that. Uh, Seven o'clock hour. We will um, get into a little bit more from uh, the Washington side of it. 
with uh, the Curtis Samuel situation and what it may or may not mean if uh, you see that he's, quote, practicing on the side uh, over these next few days. Actually, it'll be today and then Wednesday because they, they don't do anything tomorrow. Um, and what that actually means in terms of him being ready for Sunday's game against the uh, against the Chargers and what that you know and how big of a blow is it? I mean, Ron Rivera isn't going to sweat it publicly, but I mean, they did spend money on this guy in the offseason. They believed in him. They obviously drafted him in Carolina. They know what he can do, which is good. So it's not like he's starting from square one. It's not like he's coming in here and not fitting into a system, which has been a really horrific pattern in years past here with, with players they bring in and they, they have ideas for them, um, but they're not familiar with each other and they get them here and they go, Oh crap, we paid this guy and this really isn't going to work that well. And that's not the case. I mean, they knew exactly who they were paying for. Um, there's no, you know, there's no animosity between the receiver group because this guy got bucks, you know, got big dollars to come in here. He's good friends of McLaurin, which helps. So there's a, little, a lot of good things about the signing. It's just, you know, it's a little frustrating here in the early going that you haven't been able to see the guy. But at the same time, you signed him for multiple years. You didn't sign him for just week one, so you can't be stupid either. So we'll get into that a little bit later on as well. All right, it is uh, Sports Junkies Without the Junkies today. Uh, Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, welcome back. Happy Labor Day to you. Sports Junkies off today. Be back with you tomorrow. Scott Jackson with you till 10 today here on 106.7 The Fan. We will um, get back to some of the Washington football stuff, uh, storylines headed into the season. Week one is Sunday for Washington, of course. Week one is really Thursday. Cowboys will be playing the 
defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who um, will obviously potentially be better this year. Is it possible? I mean, they were awful lucky last year in terms of injuries, no offensive line injuries uh, until late in the season. Um, their skill position guys are pretty healthy as well. Uh, they are deep. They're a deep team, though. I mean, they had, uh, Giovanni Bernard was a sneaky, strong move by them this offseason. So the Bucks, the Bucks should be every bit as good this year. Uh, you know, just basically everybody's waiting for the wheels to fall off on Tom Brady at four. What is he? Seventy years? No, he's kidding. He's like forty-four, forty-five this year, and it's just not happened yet. Not happened. The guy's arm's still alive. Um, you know, his knee. He did the knee surgery in the offseason. He admitted this week he had COVID as well, thanks to the uh, victory parade. Um, so he's um, he's healthy uh, right now, and as long as they can keep him upright and healthy. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really good um, this season. He made an interesting comment in that story where he talked about COVID, too. Um, Brady just turned 44, by the way, uh, last month, is which is he thinks it's going to be a bigger problem this year than it was last year, which is like, wow, that hurt. That's that's not something you want to hear, but it's probably I mean, it's true. It's just like this, especially where he is. My God, in Tampa, I mean, in Florida in general, but in that county alone, I think it's one of the higher-rated places. Um, you know, Buccaneers have been very open about talking about how challenging it is where they are. They say they have a 100% vaccination rate, but obviously found out with the Delta variant that doesn't always solve everything. Uh, they've already had some breakthrough positives on that team. I believe their kicker, Ryan Suckup, was the most recent one. But, you know, that's why we're, you're seeing the NFL stick with these bigger, better practice squads. Um, so you can move people up on game day with the, you know, not like the old days, you can make the free moves, which is nice. You can have veterans to practice squad more of them now than before, which is nice as well. Um, so I think they've done some smart things. I still think if you're going to go down this road, which is apparently there, look, 17 is a gateway to 18 at some point. I think we all can see that, um, for regular season games, whenever that happens, but you gotta, you have to have more, more roster spots at some point. You gotta, you gotta, I, I think they need to, at some point, first of all, kill the game day inactives, which is the stupidest thing in the world. And then also, you know, go to a round number, 60 active roster spots. But they, they need to have bigger rosters, which, you know, the money's greater, so the owners aren't going to like that. However, you're making more money because you got this extra week and they got, you know, the playoffs. I mean, your extra money. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I mean, it's billions and billions and billions, not millions, billions. You should be able to figure it out. And, you know, these guys are the ones sacrificing. I don't care. I don't go to the games to watch the owners. And I know they own the teams. That's great. But they got to remember who the product is. But as we've seen in the past, you know, the NFL seems to do as they please. And the players get the short end of it in most, in most situations. All right, so the Cowboys – Maybe without, they're saying without Zach Martin. He's been diagnosed with COVID. Apparently the Cowboys have had a bit of a break breakout here over the last week. Um, Ezekiel Elliott told Todd Archer of ESPN, Zach's our best player on offense. Zeke Elliott said that. I believe he makes more money than Zach Martin, and I think he um, Dak Prescott does as well. But he says, Ezekiel Elliott points out, and this is very smart of him, he says most of the runs... They're coming behind him. Uh, disappointing me, but you can't harp on it. You can't let it be more than what it is. I mean, definitely going to miss him. I uh, wish he was out there, but we still got a game to play, and we're going to try to get the job done. 
somebody, Connor McGovern, who did play, I believe, last year quite a bit. He played half the season last year, eight games. Um, six in Martin's spot will actually play this weekend. Um, the Cowboys say it's essentially a done deal that he won't play because he tested positive on Saturday. However, if he's vaccinated, as Bruce Arians points out, he could potentially be cleared by Tuesday, by Thursday. Excuse me, Arians said he could get two negatives and be out there. So that's the thing. If he since he's vaccinated, if he's vaccinated, so nobody seems to know. When he's a Cowboy, there's a fifty-fifty chance he isn't. Um, that if he isn't. Then he's, then he's screwed because he's out for the amount of time. But vaccinated players can get two negative tests at least 24 hours apart, and they would go ahead and he would be cleared to play. So C.D. Lamb had it last week, says he lost his sense of taste and smell, so he suddenly, suddenly got it back when he was brushing his teeth. It's wild. Absolutely wild. So... They've had uh, the Cowboys have had issues. You know, Texas has obviously had some big numbers. So this is going to be a whole season long thing. You know, and this is like when people predict these seasons. I mean, this is impactful. I mean, you remember last year. I mean, when the Ravens had their issue and how they, you know, they kind of essentially they moved the schedule for the Ravens to get their people back, and it kind of screwed the Steelers too because they kept you know moving everything. And the Steelers, you know, they were terrible at the end of the year after that great start. Absolutely terrible at the end of the year. So this is just one of those things. This year, the NFL says they are not going to be moving games, though. They're not going to play that game. Either you have enough or you forfeit. And if, you know, if you've got, obviously, if you're non-vaccinated guys, they're not going to make you do it for vaccinated players. So we'll see if they stick to their guns and do all this stuff they say they will. But that, you know, it could be significant. Definitely, it definitely could play a part in it. That's why, you know, these teams are freaking out about getting guys to do it. I mean, this the Washington football team was way down for a while there. They still got a few holdouts. I mean, you can tell because they're the guys who got the masks on when they're doing the interviews, um, coming off the field, and you know, still not there. They're still, even though their percentage is higher, it's was still the bottom part of the league a couple weeks ago. Last check, I'll be interested to see when they get the updated numbers, and then I don't know if they've. I have not seen any number numbers crunched yet with the cuts because the cuts, when you lose all those players that you know were bubble guys, who you suspect, you know the majority of which were vaccinated guys because they didn't want to be caught up in any of that kind of protocol stuff when they're trying to make a roster spot, so that helped bump the numbers up for the guys that obviously have guaranteed money that are your star some of the star players even that are like eh, I don't think I don't need it you know I'm good I'm young. I'm fine. Don't care about grandma, grandpa, or my mom and dad, but you know, I'm good. Need more data, whatever the whatever the excuse is. Which is interesting for a sport where guys, you know, often have taken other things, you know, to get on the field that they don't know anything about either. But whatever. Hey, I'm not here to argue science with them. Anyhow, it's uh it could be it could be wor- like the numbers could drop, like in terms of rates. Buccaneers, so they're 100. You know, again, maybe uh, we'll get some updated numbers on the football team here in town later this week. All right, coming up in the next hour, um, deal with a few other items with the football season straight ahead. Some of the storylines, the ones I think are the biggest one with this Washington football team, beyond whether or not Curtis Samuel gets on the field this season. So we'll get to that coming up. 
We'll also um, talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on at the U.S. Open. You know, history could be made this week. I know people don't love Novak Djokovic, but he could do something that has never been done as uh, he's also about to break the three-all tie here before it's all said and done between the big three on the uh, tennis courts. We'll also talk a little bit about USA soccer, which people were just melting down about last night. And whether or not that is a big deal, Dave Leno will join us. He is a soccer voice and also calling tennis this week. And he's from Philadelphia. Maybe we'll sneak in an Eagles question. He'll join us here in the next hour. It is uh, Scott Jackson in here on the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.